and welcome to Wicked Slice, the Andromeda Adventure. The only D&D 5e collaboration powered by baked goods and one particularly cursed pie. My name is Joshua Gould and I'm an amorphous blob. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the description. Uh, hi, I'm Alicia. I am playing Lyra in our little adventure. And you put me on the spot now. You said you're a blob. What have I got? I'm a slime. There you go. Hi. I'm Lydia, and I am a, you know, a small constellation. And um, are we saying what we're eating? Because I did, I, I, you know, there's there's cursed pie, aforementioned cursed mm-hmm. pie, and there's there's popcorn. Yeah. There's all sorts of. Uh, so full disclosure: normally we record Dyson slices over several different days, but we're recording all of these Andromeda adventures in one go. Lydia is actually in our home. Lydia and Alicia are playing D and D next to each other. I'm in my office because I have to be banished to the stinky boy room. Banished. I must say though, spoiler alert, I did have a slice for last episode, which was a custard tart. I have a new slice now. Same day, a couple hours later, I now have a hazelnut and chocolate croissant. Did you take a picture of it with dice? I haven't taken any photos. Too <laughs> so late. So you're going to have to buy me more pastries. Which means we're going to have to go and buy some more from the co-op. Oh, oh damn. Oh, no. Um, but Lydia has baked a wonderful... Uh, mixed berry pie. Yeah. It has a face on it. It has a face on it and it has the kind of flavour that makes your jaw lock into place for a good three minutes after the first bite. Lydia's made us tetanus pie. <laughs> I'm not gifted at the baking arts. I My soul wants oh, to be free of rules and regulations. And so there's. Uh, it is really just a matter of... I'm just too slapdash. I don't like rules. I don't like weights, measures and times. I am like the astral sea. There is no... Uh, there is no physical form. There is no time. Lydia did come in and instantly say, well, um, so with the pie, I forgot to blind bake it. So the bottom isn't cooked. I forgot to baking paper down. So it will be stuck to the bottom. I was like, cool, cool. This sounds like a successful pie. I accidentally put too little sugar and too much lemon. <laughs> it is, it's a living nightmare. The whole, I like to bring a lot of stress with my I baking. I like it. <laughs> good. I good, think good, it's really good. good. I like something that's sharp. I'm a tart. I like my food to be tart. No comment. No, it's really good. Honestly, you can't tell that you didn't blind bake the bottom. And I think it's because you used a metal pie dish. Yeah. Oh, it's heated it. Sort of transferred the heat across. Ah. I like the tartness to it. I like the acidity. It's really nice. Did you have squirty cream? I didn't have squirty cream because um, I don't like it. You don't like squirty cream? Don't like squirty cream. Don't like custard. Don't like cream cheese frosting either. I've recently learnt that other countries and places didn't know that in England we called it squirty cream and everyone else thinks that that's disgusting. What? What do they call it? Something, they don't use the word something squirty. Less, <laughs> yeah, there's something less obscene. To be fair, when you point it out like that. Apparently Scotland, they call it squishy. Squishy cream. No, no, don't be silly. Scotland, Which is worse. Honestly, for goodness sake. I think Americans just call it whipped cream. There's been a recent TikTok discourse of everyone in the US being like, uh, gross. Why do they call it squirty cream? Um, Americans like to put an awful lot of things in that squirty can, don't they? Because they like a bit of cheese in that, don't they? Gross. Why? The, the Americans' concept of cheese, not to be rude, because I do love, uh, you know, what a great nation. <laughs> but they do have an odd concept of cheese, don't they? Yeah, it's always very orange when it comes out of the can. Like, too orange. I'm sickened but curious. Just watching people squirt squirty cheese straight into their mouth um, makes me less confused about their politics. <laughs> You're 100% right about that. It does clear up so much. But we say this all knowing full well that we live in England under Boris Johnson, so we, <laughs> yeah, can't, exactly. we can't really say shit. So, previously on the Andromeda adventure, Andromeda had been summoned to the astral plane by her daughter who was being chased by one of the soul's suckers. 
The two of them working together managed to fend off this foul beast and reunited, exchanging lovely kind words and impressing upon all of us about the importance of love. While the two of them were talking, Andy heard the footsteps of someone running, turning, and seeing a young human man whose soul has been sent to the Astral Sea. His name is Davy Johnson, and he apparently died at sea on a ship during a storm. Or did he? No, he didn't. Or did he? <laughs> the two of them did some spectral healing on him to make himself appear a little bit more presentable, and promised to take him to one of the ships that travel around the Astral Sea, collecting and protecting the souls that find their way there. On their journey, they are pursued by three of these soul suckers, huge uh, manta ray-looking creatures that seem intent on sucking some souls. And that's where we find ourselves, with Lyra and Andromeda facing off against three of these creatures. So, Lyra, Andromeda, roll initiative. That's a four from me. Ooh, I rolled a seven. A four and a seven. But I had already transformed into a killer whale. Yes, although your, I think your statistics stay the same. You just look Yeah, different. it's literally just like a shape-shifting thing. I get no benefits. It's just me, but I look like a yeah, killer whale. That's basically the, the crux of this. Because Lyra doesn't really have a proper form because they are just a collection of dust and energy. Mm. So they can be whatever they like. So these soul suckers are going to swarm towards you and they are going to attempt to take a bite out of Lyra. <gasps> and that is a 14 to try and hit you with a bite attack. Oh, that misses. As they swarm towards you trying to get some teeth on you, you evade in your new orca whale form. Uh, not even narrowly, effortlessly avoiding these these foul, sharp teeth. Andromeda, as these creatures swarm around your daughter, their tails lash out in your direction. And that is a... That's a natural 20. <gasps> well, it's been nice being here. <laughs> Thank you Andy for having dies me. in the first proper combat of the Andy Adventures. <laughs> Did you use the first fight? I did a little bit of damage, but then basically just you you sorted it out. Yeah. As these tails lash against you as these these round mouths try and bite at your daughter, you will be taking 15 slashing damage as these tails lash against you. And that's it for their turn. Lyra. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit them with my mace, but because I'm within my orca whale form, I'm just gonna smack them with my tail. Because I feel like that's what orcas yes, do. Do it. Ooh, that is a a 14 to hit. Meets it, beats it. Ooh! That is uh, 10 magical bludgeoning damage and 21 radiant damage. Lovely. As your tail whips out towards these creatures, you actually hit two of them at once, um, sending them cascading into the third, knocking them around, and then this radiant light sort of falls off your tail like water off a whale's tail and splashes into them, causing them to scream in pain. Well, I'll smack again then. Ooh, that is a dirty 20 to hit. Dirty 20 hits. Nine magical bludgeoning and 14 radiant. 23. As you wheel around again for a second attack, smacking the third one that was subjected to pain from the first two. Dealing a bit of damage to these creatures, they don't look like they're having a particularly fun time. 
next up, Andy. I think instinctively with this threat around her, uh, she's going to form herself into a kind of bejeweled red dragon. Um, that's cool. just that's just the form that she sort of takes. Obviously, that's not stats-wise, that makes no difference, but the form her angry, violent self takes looks like a kind of twinkly ruby dragon. Nice. She mm-hmm. sort of does move closer to be nearer to, to sort of want to take some of the hits instead of Lyra but I'm going to cast Conjure Animals and okay. it's going to be four reef sharks mm-hmm. and I guess they can just look like star sharks star, star sharks. sharks star sharks do they look like the sharks from West Side Story like <laughs> <laughs> clicking with their little fins yeah. how upsetting I think that just sort of like tactics wise mm-hmm. I'm not going to spread them out I'm going to have all four attack one in particular. Okay. We're going to go for whoever's looking weakest to sort of finish them off. Mm-hmm. I can do attacks for each. I, I mean, I, I can roll these for you quickly because I've got I've got the stat sheet up here. Four hits. Wow. Good job, sharks. Uh, these four sharks that you, you summon made of starlight, they sort of burst through underneath the waves, wherever the waves are mm. in this sort of strange trans-dimensional space, burst through. Their mouths open and they just get a big bite full of the weakest looking one, the the third one of these creatures, and they just tear it to shreds. And you watch as like this dark creature is pulled apart by these beings with with teeth that shine brightly like stars in the night sky, and and the darkness itself sort of dissolves slowly into it. Uh, Andromeda, you feel ever so slightly bolstered. Yummy. <laughs> I'm bolstered, so I'm aware of the fact that I have I've had some dindins um, because of its passing. Yes. Beautiful. That's good. I don't. I'm not going to do a bonus action this round. Um, okay. I think because the the moment's passed. But you know what I would like to do mm-hmm. is my cosmic omen thing, just to know if I've got wheel or woe. It's a nineteen which makes it woe. What does that mean? It means that um, I can make a foe subtract a d6 from stuff they're doing. Oh, fun. Just so that I've got it in my mind that that's what the day is. The day is a woe day, not a wheel day. It's a no woe day. That's me. Lovely stuff. As this little family battles against these creatures, uh, one of them turns to ash pulled apart by shark's teeth and whale tail beatings to remain. And they are both going to try and bite at Lyra again, um, as they haven't actually noticed the human here. Good. Nice. Ooh, Lyra, that's a critical hit. That's a 26 to hit Lyra. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. 16 uh, piercing damage. Is that magical? To all intents and purposes, yes. Oh, goddamn. Everything here is magical. Uh, I've got resistance to non-magical attacks. Mm. And you, Lyra, feel this creature um, start to wrap itself around your face, around your head, your whale. No. Um, you're unable to see, but as a killer whale, you do have echolocation. Cool. Um, however, you do find yourself uh, struggling to breathe. You do still need to breathe. You cannot breathe while this creature is around your face. All of your attacks will have disadvantage. Okay. It has advantage against you. To remove it, you'll have to take an action to detach it with a strength check. Okay. And while this creature wraps itself around your daughter's face, Andromeda, the other one is going to use its tail against you. That is a 19 to hit you. Yeah. And you take 11 slashing damage from it as the tail sort of lashes 
towards you while its uh, colleague eats your daughter's face. Rude. Rude indeed. You guys hear Davy like, uh, 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 wh- wh- what's going on? Aww. Lyra, it's your turn. Lyra, I've just seen, has telepathy. Yeah. So with her free speech, she's just going to say telepathically to Davy in her head, be like, don't worry, it's all right. You just stay where you are. You're being like, abs- you are absolutely dying right now, but it's it's like, uh, no, don't, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you created a daughter that's just pure positivity. <laughs> I'm just going to try and attack it twice. I'm aware I'm at disadvantage, but she's not super tactical in how she fights, so she's just going to thrash and try and bite at it. Because, you know. Yep. Oh, I rolled the same thing twice. So the first hit is a 23. Wow, yeah. That hits. It's 21 damage on the first hit. Wow, wow. And the second attack is only a 13 to hit. 13 misses, unfortunately. As you start to bite at this creature from... Like while it's attached to your face, your mouth opens, you start to nip at it. Your first bite lands and you channel some of this divine radiant fury that you have through your teeth. You then feel it sort of shift slightly as if like holding its body away from your teeth. You're unable to nip at its soft underbelly. Anything else in your turn? Nope, can't do anything else. Okay, Andy. Right, well, the sharks will move on to another one and they'll do all of their business. Cool, they'll do their business after your turn. On this round... I'll, I'll actually use the dragon um, starry wild shape so yeah. um, to help with concentration. And cool. I will also do a fourth level guiding bolt to the one that is attacking my daughter. Cool. Do it. Uh, roll to hit. I mean, it's 14. 14 hits. <gasps> Get in. Roll damage. That is 25 points of um, radiant. radiant damage to the one that's touching that has laid its greasy hands on my perfect daughter. Lyra, you take 12 points of radiant damage. No! As this <laughs> bolt flies from Andromeda towards this creature that's wrapped around you, the magical energy coursing through its thin, membranous wings, and you feel it coursing through you. I believe you've got resistance to radiant damage. Oh yeah, I do have resistance to radiant damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you only take six. Lash, cool. I've done my bonus action. I've done my action. Was your bonus action to assume your dragon? Yes, form? to help with concentration in case cool. I... Lovely. You know, As this uh, ruby red dragon floats in the astral sea, blasting bolts of radiant energy towards these foul soul suckers, the sharks move in to attack the remaining one that is not currently on the face of somebody. Sharks have advantage. It's just a lot of rolling when you're a, when you're a druid, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As all four of these sharks then turn on this remaining manta creature that is not currently on someone's face and start tearing it apart, swimming past, taking out chunks of it as they go there, gleaming teeth sparkling in the astral light. Not quite dead, not far off. So, top of the round... It's time for these soul suckers to suck some souls. Don't make it sound like a fun game show. This is life and death, Josh. Suck that soul. <laughs> the worst, like, catchphrase ever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Lyra, can you please make a wisdom saving throw? This is against magic, right? It is against magic. Uh, it's not against magic, no. I thought you said everything here was magic. <laughs> you sneaky mom. Everything is magic and with regards to damages and resistances. This is not a magic spell. This is an ability. I'd like to verbally express the absolute strain that Josh got from the eye roll he did when you just said, <laughs> I thought you said everything was magic. <laughs> um, saving throw. 21. As you feel this creature around your face, you start to feel it drinking your radiant energy this power that fuels you you are a being of light in every sense of the word um you will take half damage so you take 16 necrotic damage and uh this creature 
you feel some of your life essence, though not much, being drained into it. Sure. The one that's being attacked by the reef sharks. It is going to try and lash out with its tail for a 19, which hits, dealing seven damage. So one of these sharks gets lashed across the face. Whoosh. Um, as it lashes out at this shark, it lets out a sound which can unfortunately only be described as a guttural moan. And the sharks and... A guttural um, bone? A guttural Do- moan. Oh, moan. Moan, 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 moan makes absolute sense. I don't know why. <laughs> Just like throws up a bone from inside itself. A guttural I bone. I told you, yeah. I've, I've been yeah. dealing with smart all week. A guttural bone made more sense in the moment. A guttural bone is actually the name of my... Uh, Porn parody. <laughs> like the fact that you ran out of steam halfway through that. You know what I'm talking no, about. I was, I, you know, I got bored of myself. As it lets out the sound, three of the sharks sort of turn tail and like move away from it. They look frightened. One of them still has that killer glint in its eye. Three of the sharks are frightened of this creature. One of them is not. It's a very brave shark. The little shark that could. Uh, next up, Lyra. So Lyra's gonna. <laughs> telepathically say to this soul sucker that wasn't very nice but I I still love you <gasps> oh my god <laughs> because from what Andromeda said at the start Lyra is now convinced that like love might cure these soul suckers and love might give them a reason to not do what they do toxic positivity guys <laughs> what is 8 plus your charisma modifier plus your proficiency modifier 8 plus proficiency 12 17 uh, can you please roll me 48 <gasps> This is exciting. 17. As you tell this creature that you love it, in spite of what it's doing to you, you feel it wriggle on your face and then just recoil with like a scream (laughs) as though it's been like set ablaze with, with fire. It tries to fly away, but as it does, you see like this light from the center of its chest just move out <gasps> along its wings. And it doesn't like turn to ash, it just stops existing. <gasps> or, like there's, there's like an implied, like just a little pop as it just out of existence. Oh my God. What happened to the souls? I know, I sucked. kind of like dive in that space and like putting your finger in the, in the when you've been making <laughs> mixture, I'm like, but there's nothing there, right? There's nothing there, no. Because <gasps> it had a bit of your soul in there. Oh, well, well, this may- is... maybe I've like purified them. <gasps> They've crossed over. I don't know. This has horrible consequences. Yeah, I'm going to have to die and give back all the souls I've eaten over my life. <laughs> no, you don't. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Incredible. Wow, Jesus Christ. That was just great. I loved it. It was very unexpected. I was like, yeah, there's going to be mechanical use for this. Nice. It's going to do a save against your love. That's a power ballad. Save against my love. Yeah. The glory of love. Wow. Lyra's eyes are just like sparkling as she watches this thing dissipate, but like in the wrong way because she doesn't know what she just did, but she's very excited about it. So she's just like staring with like this excited glint in her eyes of like, oh my God, it worked. Lovely. I don't know what worked, but it did. Andromeda. Andy would love to be so excited about it, but actually she's she's got the expression of when you drop your, the ice cream out of your like 99p flake on the hmm. on the pavement oh when you lick it and push it off <laughs> oh no so turns to the one the remaining one mm-hmm. and i would like to do a kind of flake if it's all right with you like a flavored primal savagery yeah of just Ooh. like leaping on it and um it looks like this ruby dragon is just devouring it and taking out all its anger and frustration oh, yeah. um, as I it like just... It. I like it a lot. I love it. 
Roll to hit, please. Natural one. Oh, no. (laughs) For a 13. As you lurch towards this remaining soul sucker in this spectral ruby dragon form, it sees you coming and it just opens its wings and allows, like, the the pressure created by your movement forces it sort of just out of your reach as it almost kites around you. I'm distracted. I'm hungry. I hated that. I'm so angry um, that I've missed. Yeah, I've got a bonus action healing word to my girl. A bit of, a bit of like, um, shining, glowing uh, sort of mist moves over Aww. and gives you... Uh, that is five. <laughs> Thanks. Better than nothing. New dice. We're going to have to have a chat about how you're rolling because I don't want to be the one that says you're disappointing me, but so far. Yeah. Next up, it's shark time, baby. One of your sharks goes in and gets a good bite. The remaining one's tooth whitened to attack the to, to, to attack the soul sucker. Oh, no. <clears throat> They're too frightened. Oh, no. I'm just releasing oh. creatures into... I'm just populating the astral sea with frightened, anxious, <laughs> anxiety-ridden... Uh, Could you imagine? Astral sea is just filled with very anxious predators. And, yeah, they sort of swim nervously around it, not getting further away, not getting any closer. They're just kind of like... Oh, while this very brave shark swims in, grabs a mouthful of it, and then swims out again. I've given them flyby, I guess. Next up is the soul sucker. Seeing what's happened to its companion, it's going to turn towards the human soul that is here, the reason it's come here. No. And it's going to launch itself towards... Don't worry, it's got good berries. (laughs) Hang on, does that mean it leaves Andromeda's range? Does leave Andromeda's range. Thank yes. you. You're Thank welcome. you so much. Um, I don't care if you have Warcaster or not, you can use Primal Savagery. 17. 17 hits, roll damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 acid Lovely. damage. As this creature tries to escape from within the sharks and this huge ruby dragon, um, the dragon is able to get a slash in and sort of a bit of a bite as well. I imagine you use like both, both claws to hold it and then bite it as it manages to scurry free of your grip still able to move towards Davy Johnson. No, Davy. Davy, no. And it is going to try and do a bite, which does hit. You see this thing move towards Davy and just wrap itself around his head, doing 14 damage, which is quite a lot to someone with the stat block that I've given Davy. Oh, no. He is a regular person. He's just a regular sailor. (laughs) That's just a guy. He's still alive. This creature wraps itself around his head. Sucking out some of that goodness. That pure soul. He's got a very pure soul, has our mm-hmm. Davy. Next up, Lyra. So Lyra is horrified that this thing is gone for poor Davy. Yeah. She's known Davy all of, you know, five minutes in ethereal time, which could be 16 days. Who knows? But she wants to protect him. So she is going to instantly swoop down. And as she swoops, she's going to go back into like her kind of humanoid girl form because that's familiar mm-hmm. for Davy more than anything. And she wants to pull the soul sucker off of Davy and like scoop it into a big hug. Uh, yeah, roll me a strength check, please. Just normal strength. Uh, it's just a 13 then. 13. Lyra, you swoop in and you try and grab it. But this creature actually seems to be quite slippery. There's some sort of weird semi-viscous thing that like is on its back. You try and grab it with your normal human hands. Um, but you find yourself unable to find any purchase. That's your action. Inside, you just hear, like, Davey, like, 
Oh, okay. So Ly- Lyra's got big hope in, in Mama Bear fixing the situation. So instead, she's just going to like hug whatever part of Davy she can and just telepathically be like, don't worry, it's all right. It's just just be a moment. You just keep just keep keep hanging in there. It's fine. You, you hear back Davy just like, even in his head. He can't move his oh. mouth properly. Oh, oh, that is somebody who's truly still attached to the concept of being uh, made from matter. Mm-hmm, he's, mm-hmm. he's definitely still adjusting to being non-physical. Yeah. <laughs> Although he feels pretty physical right now. Uh, Andy, your turn. All right, well, I'm going to go in for Primal Savagery again um, and just pounce cat-like onto... You remember what happened world. when these things were around Lyra's Yeah, but head. I thought that was because it was like... Because like, a... they're attached. All right, in which case, I'm simply going to wrench it off. Okay, yeah, roll roll a strength check. 18. Yeah. You get over there and you just, using your draconid claws, you grab into the back of this thing and you rip it off. Uh, can you roll uh, damage with Primal Savagery, please? Oh, thank Ooh. you. What a kindness you've given me. Spicy. 14 acid damage dripping from my ruby claws. Ruby claws. Ruby claws. <laughs> Santa Claus's mischievous little niece. I'm ruby claws. Just going to write that down for my next Christmas one. Shall I swap all the children's presents. God, I love her so much. We don't have gender walls here, no, sir. My uncle Santa, he says, I'm always on a nice whist regardless of what I do. <laughs> so I'm mostly naughty. Last year I did a genocide. <laughs> I like her even more now. <laughs> Um, your claws get into the back of this creature, you pull it out and you feel it like writhing in your hands, definitely causing it pain, but Davy looks at you gasping, grateful for his breath, and you see him just like slam the good berry in his mouth. Yeah, bless him. Um, I, magic berry. Uh, I'll give him a healing word. Aww. I imagine you just sort of grumble lowly in Draconic or something, yeah. and it, he sort of feels it ripple through his through his psyche. That's another five. I've got to change, swap out my dice. They're not my <clears throat> He looks at you and says, oh, thank you. This soul sucker is then going to turn towards you and Andromeda. It's going to try and bite you. It's going to do a bite. Does the sharky not get a turn? Oh, the sharks get a turn. You're so right. All of them get a turn. As seeing their summoner jump forwards and wrench this thing off, they, they're like, oh, it's not that big. It's not that scary. Aww. If that's just my role to be kind of inspirational to other people, to like turn the tides of courage, I'm not mad at it. That's yeah. great. So all four of them are going to go in and get some bite attacks if they can. Uh, yeah, that's a crit. <gasps> go sharkies. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> the first shark, the one that wasn't frightened before, charges in, swimming strongly, defiantly and takes a really big bite of this thing, actually biting through its tail, taking the remains of the tail with it to sort of wriggle off like a lizard's tail. Mm. One more of them comes in, but actually misses as this creature is writhing in pain in your claws and from the bite, it sort of just goes underneath it, mistaking a shadow for its actual shadowy wings. Then two more of them come in from behind and just take huge chunks at the tips of the wings. This thing is not looking in particularly good shape. Sharks, though, they look tremendous. Um, The soul sucker is now going to try and get a bite on Andromeda. That's going to be a 25 to hit. It's a success. Um, Dealing eight piercing damage and six necrotic damage as you feel it slurp a little bit of your life into its greedy little mouth. Um, Lyra, it's your turn. 
Give what it a hug. Want to do. She kind of does. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, Andy, this thing wraps around your face oh, as no. well. After biting you, it sucks itself onto your face. Good lord. So because it's on Andromeda's face, what she's going to do is she's just going to envelop like all of them in just a big hug. Okay. And she's just going to try and push some love and radiance. Because in theory, this soul suck will be between her and her mum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's just going to like hug all of them in a big hug. Okay. And try and feed some good energy into it if she can. It's not really a mechanical thing that I've got, but you tell me what to roll and what to do. Uh, can you roll me 2d6, please? Ooh. I got a six and a two. Uh, Andromeda, restore eight hit points to yourself. Oh, as this what? hug from your daughter uh, seems to rejuvenate you, and at the same time you feel this creature around your face sort of writhing uncomfortably. What a completely strange experience. <laughs> one giveth, one taketh away. As the power of love heals you. Is it still attached? It is still attached, yes. Andy, your turn. Would I get the sense that because we're I'm, we're now a kind of mother-daughter sandwich, that um, in the same way that she took damage when she was being hugged, if I try and damage this thing and finish it off, is it going to do her damage? It won't do her damage, no. All right. In which case, I'll just kind of in a feral cat fashion, yeah, uh, just start snapping and uh, and wriggling, and um, she hates to be contained in any. Yeah. Yeah. fashion this she hates so 17 i think it's enough that hits all damage uh, that is 14 acid damage how do you want to do this how do you want to do this nice. i think in amongst all of that like she feels the form of this um manta ray around her start to like loosen from just the amount of damage that it's taken and mm-hmm. so she does one final as she's sort of thrashing around in there like explosion of um savage like attack mm. and it's just like an explosion that just pushes you away and she'll in try and inhale any souls that are going spare but basically yeah. the, the the soul eater is just expelled into glitter um, around. Lovely, yes. As this thing explodes into sparkles of light and rainbow. Um, you have one use of your wild shape restored to you. Ooh. Oh, fun. sexy. As the soul that you eat replenishes your own abilities. Ooh, that's a naughty precedent to set. <laughs> I know. I know. It's real hard to be on a redemption story when you get tasty stuff for being a bit naughty. Uh, a little bit of killing as a treat. <laughs> the creature dissipated. Andromeda sated. The sharks sort of swimming around you, rather relaxed, really. Kind of like cats, almost like bumping up against you as they do so. Davy looking on with slight horror on his face as well. I go straight to Lyra and like check her her non-physical form over um, for um, bumps and scrapes and will give her any amount of cure wounds um, that she needs. In fact, I could just throw up for a few rounds a healing spirit at second level just to get us all back yeah, yeah, as much yeah. as, as okay. possible. What does this healing spirit look like? It looks like your father. Um, but like a kind of angelic version of your father who just sort of looks at you kindly and um, stands almost kind of expressionless because I think it would hurt quite a lot to make somebody that's got a lot of expression. She wouldn't know how to do that. So it's, it's just your dad standing there radiating um, healing energy to the boy, to you and to me. Each round, um, 
you get one d6 so he'll just he'll just hang we'll be just be a family for a little bit Aww. lyra definitely just like holds onto his hand as he appears and he's not really there but the spirit's hand yeah definitely and andromeda when you manifest this healing spirit it sort of comes out and you feel this arm around your shoulders you're still still looking kind of draconic and lyra you sort of feel like this calming presence it sort of picks you up in a hug. I like gently head bump him like a cat would do with my draconic oh. head. Um, yeah, he, he pulls you pulls you in a bit closer as you bump him bump him with your head. Davy, this is fine. This is this is my dad. I mean, I'm loving having pet sharks around as well. <laughs> That's fun. They'll last for. They'll probably go before he does. Um, is that a minute or is that an hour? I can't remember. Oh yeah, concentration up to a minute. So it's actually as soon as I cast it, the, the sharks go away. The sharks go away. Sorry, they've been great. So, so when you cast this, the uh, the sharks sort of turn to you for a second, they all just sort of like morph oh, together and gorgeous. take this form of this very suave humanoid captain. He's got a long, magnificent coat. He's got that quintessential like pirate tricorn hat. Oh man. Comes forward. He is like um Hook from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> But he is very like there would there is a reason why I took one look at him and decided not to eat him. Yeah. I love that even though Andromeda wouldn't know it, this might be why she like hates Captain Guy Captain. Yeah. Because she doesn't know that she's got a Captain traumatic lover past. Yeah. But somewhere deep in her is just like, nope. And also why she loves Levy. Because yeah. Levy does kind of hold a bit of that energy that... Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, yes. Boy did, yeah. He embraces the two of you. And he sort of looks over at Davy, just shoots a warm smile. And Davy sort of doesn't quite know how to feel about it. He feels probably some, some warmth in his chest. Uh, the two of you are restored to uh, basically full health, to all intents and purposes. And then after what feels like longer than a minute, but not long enough by any stretch of the imagination. He just sort of fades. I miss him. Me too. Right. Well, we were doing something before we were so rudely interrupted. By the way, what was that? <gasps> I don't know. Do you know what? You know how earlier you were saying that I'm made of love and, you know, the, the soul suckers are here to do all their bad stuff and because they don't know love, which is why they do all the bad stuff. Mm. So I told the soul sucker in his head that I loved him anyway. And then he disappeared. What a thing to do when it is sucking the very soul out of you. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if it was going to do anything, but then it did. And it seemed like the souls were kind of gone, but in like a good way gone. What a clever thing to do. That clicking purr just kind of comes back. It's oh, like, hmm. what an incredible thing to even think in that moment. <sighs> uh, you're okay? Um, Davy. He just nods his head. He kind of looks a bit bewildered. Let's get you where you need to go. You need the protection of a lot of people, don't you? Let's. Yeah. Um... When once you're on the boat, you have lots of other people there, and these things don't bother you as much. Is it my imagination, or is there more of them since the last time I was here? Um, there does seem a bit more. They also just seem more angry. Ooh. I don't know why. Nothing else seems to have changed in terms of the souls, but they just seem. Much more vengeful. Mm. I think the, the right word to describe would be hungry. Mm. They seem more hungry. Do I feel more hungry? Ooh. Yeah, you do. You do feel more hungry. <gasps> oh, no. Why is that? Lyra, roll me a... Yeah, roll me a history check. 26. Earlier, you said that there have been... You don't get many souls appearing these days. Um, and that's not just an opinion. That's a fact. 
there are fewer and fewer souls appearing in the Astral Sea, as though either something is stopping them from getting here, or maybe just fewer people are dying at sea. I think you would know more specifically fewer souls are getting lost at sea. Oh no. Emphasis on souls. Unfortunately, within Lyra's capacity and knowledge of the world as it is, that is as much as she would know. Yeah. Listeners at home might have a little bit more insight for that one. Yeah, Alicia's here having an absolute, like, oh, fucking fuck. Sounds like a good thing. People aren't dying. You know, people aren't dying. That's just gotta be a good thing, right? What are you talking about? This means someone else is sucking them up before they get here. Ooh, no. Yeah, so Lyra's like, I, I don't know if it's because we've got less souls coming here, that maybe there's less for them to feed on, so they're angry all the time, but... I don't, maybe there's just less storms where you are, but that doesn't seem accurate either. Because Lyra can see through Andromeda's, like, parrot. Mm, so yeah. she often sees uh, boat fights and sees people <laughs> yeah, there's a die lot of at boat sea. Fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think, I think, Lyra, because you often see through the parrot, like, you know where in the Astral Sea to go to find these souls of people that die at sea. And, like, there's a lot of people that aren't appearing there. Yeah. You have this conversation. You discuss the nature of the presence of souls here. You pick up Davy and you shoot off back into the Astral Sea, heading in the direction that you know this ship to be. And it doesn't take you long. Um, the, the way the Astral Sea works is unless there's a reason why you shouldn't find something, you're able to find things quite easily. This can work in both ways. However, and you're very aware of this, um, so you take a sort of slightly weird route to get there not quite going as the uh, as the dove flies some might say but you do see this huge galleon made of fine wood on the horizon it doesn't glow it doesn't absorb light it just is there it's vaguely translucent this huge boat with fine sails that billow in a implied astral breeze and just ever so slightly you can hear the sort of closing stanza of a sea shanty that's being sung. You might just hear a sigh, but there is a deep ache in her chest. She hears that. I think that's fair. Lyra definitely probably hums along, not quite real. Like, for her, it's comforting. Mm. And then the crew sort of starts singing again. This song that most people hear when they're on the astral sea is often the first thing that the souls of humanoids hear. And you guys see Davy in your hands. He has this smile on his face, this contented smile. It's like he's pleased to see a boat. And stood at the prow, Andromeda, you see something that almost wounds you. Um, you see someone stood there in a big captain's coat with a captain's hat, but it's not the man that was there when you were there last time. Um, I think she's not going to go right up to the boat. I think it'd be too much. She's going to stay back and just um, kind of nod to the boy and let her daughter do her her job with the kid and just give him like a little spectral salute. <laughs> that was like the scouts or something. I don't That's know what this is. That was the scout salute, yeah. <laughs> Lyra, you take Davy in one hand and Andromeda, you watch her fly off. Oh, you know what? I just, sorry, I just quickly thought of something. I'm going to change, shift my form to look like something that's not going to frighten the people on the boat and they're not going to attack that's me. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to look like a really, like, soft, sweet octopus or something. That okay. Yeah. Like. Octopus is a good shout. As you let go of Davy, your claws turn into tentacles that sort of just float there slightly in this very soft form, this sort of mm. very warm form. People look mm. at octopuses, they don't think evil. 
as Lyra takes this young man to the boat. And she lands and the people sort of turn and like there's a, there's a handful of them that turn to her and it looks like they're having a conversation and they're sort of saying, oh, it's, it's been such a long time since I saw you. How are you? Thank you so much for bringing me here this time. You know, there's, there's good maybe 15 people that sort of flock around Lyra while others continue doing their boat work. Some of oh them my God, that still is, singing this really song. kills me that you've like, this is a boat full of people that you've helped. Oh my God, that's too <laughs> fucking much. And Lyra, this light around you just grows stronger Aww. as you, you know, you, you see these people and you're so glad that they're well, that they haven't been gotten by anything. Mm-hmm. And the captain, standing as captains do often at the prow, turns and looks at you, raises a hand. I mean, you know the captain, but you don't think you've ever, you know, you don't have that same connection that you would if, you know, he was actually your father. Mm-hmm. Some of the crew here did know your father as the captain of this boat. Um, and a lot of them actually had your name down as the successor. <gasps> but that couldn't really be allowed as you were the daughter of a soul sucker. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> oh. That's nice, though, because she couldn't run the ship, but she does her best to get people there. Yeah. Exactly. Still doing the good work, just in a slightly different way. Yes, exactly that. The crew, some of them sort of turn and look at this dragon, then octopus, floating not far from their ship. Looks up, and they they sort of wave, as you have this semi-radiance about you. And I think people have heard about you. Lyra's definitely spoken about you to these people. So the folks on the ship know who you are, but you know, there are ones that knew your knew your ex-partner, knew your knew your old lover. Yeah, Lyra almost definitely does like that child brag thing that they do when they've got like a special friend over and they want to introduce them to everyone. And so she's just like pointing and like, Oh, that's my mum. She's she's come to see me for a while, but she won't she can't always stay very long. But she helped save Davy, didn't she, Davy? Yes. And try and like Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> She was excellent. Just humble bragging about her mum. <laughs> I'll just swirl in the distance uh, and and like wave tentacles occasionally. But actually, what I'd really like to do in this moment, because I think she needs to keep keep herself busy and occupied so she doesn't just get completely bummed out, is is just like she goes on sentry duty. Essentially, I mm-hmm. think I know she was when she was with her partner on the boat. You know, that's where she picked up navigation skills and everything. But I think there was also an element of like being the bodyguard as well of Mm. the boat. So she'll slip back into a little bit of that and just sort of do circuits of the boat looking like looking out to make sure that there's nothing approaching, that they're they're safe and, um, you know, a bit of a bodyguard feel. Nice. The captain, although not your captain, watches you do this and... He seems grateful that you're doing what you're doing because I think he knows more than anyone that you've seen stuff that these people couldn't even dream of seeing. And as you patrol around the boat, you feel this sort of regularity set in. And a lot of this is reflected in how you are in the real world. You're a very protective force on the boat. You know, a lot of them are, they're, they're very magical people or they're very Heidi stealthy people. You're the one that's acting as a, as a bulwark between mm. them and everything. And that sort of just slots in very well with mm. you. And as you go around 
Um, you see just in the distance, rising out of the astral water, this astral liquid, you see just the, the nose and then this full body with fins and these astral barnacles sort of all over it. It's this great whale just sort of forms a huge arc over on the horizon. Noiselessly, it leaves the water and then just floats off upwards as though jumping out of one lot of water to another lot of water. God, it's beautiful here. Mm-hmm. As the crew on the ship look on in awe and you guys uh, just take your take your positions, ready to see what comes next. And that ends part two of the Andromeda Adventure.